just like amazing watching Seinfeld. Like, all right, after I got season five, the production just goes like, like yeah, so much more. <laughs> Wait, this is my only rule. No messages. <laughs> and then a blank page. That's actually pretty good. Hey, eat this. I actually have a song that I could play that that actually has a um. Well, no. That's not Jimmy Buffett. It's uh, Bart. <laughs> what? It's Bart from that future episode of The Simpsons. Oh yeah. And he could send you a tape. Tape. He said tape. Yeah. Tape. Um. This is it. It's not Jimmy Buffett song though. What? Who is it? He's a one-hit wonder guy. Oh. There's all the sun to get that. Oh, I can't believe we're back again. For the first time. It's oh. the Shapes Podcast. Joe, you want a piece of paper? Uh, I think oh, I your notebook! I think I found you a piece it. of paper. Here, do you want a pen? I got some pens. Okay. Holy shit, I can't believe Welcome it's Welcome to the Shapes Podcast, everyone! Welcome to the Shapes Podcast. This is an unbelievable night. I'm flattered to be here. I'm incredibly flattered to be here. Um, Every week we're gonna try out a new tagline, Shapes Podcast. To shape and be shaped. Uh, Is it okay if I vape in here? Uh, I believe, sir, you're free to vape as much as you want. So, um, who's joining us today for this fabulous discussion about rectangles? Is that right? Rectangles. Today, we are joined by Kyle Francois, writer, poet, bookseller, frontman of Kyle Francois and the Gold Dust, uh, stargazer, dreamer, and fan of rectangles. Kyle Francois, everybody. Uh, I thought I'd start with a quote. Should we introduce the other hosts? I suppose we can get around to that. Okay. So with us, we also have Josh, a.k.a. J-Dog, a.k.a. James Blunt, a.k.a. Uh, just about the gosh darn it nicest guy I've ever done, did done meet in my sweet fucking life. He's a writer, a, a, write, a, a musician, and uh, fucking his hair looks great. And uh, I'd like to take the time to use all of my acclaim and clout to say we have uh, Joseph Cavalier here. Thank Woo! you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> a musician, 
and an acclaimed all-around good guy. An educator? Educator. Yes. Oh, yeah. you. Yes, yeah. and I will point that out. Mm-hmm. I will be pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what is this what? quote that you will be sharing with us today? Uh, I mean, quite simply, it's Philosophical Investigations from Ludwig von Wittgenstein. It's number 119 from, um, again, Philosophical Investigations, a.k.a. PI. Mm-hmm. All the steps are already taken means I no longer have any choice. Uh, 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 the rule, uh, once stamped with a particular meaning, traces the lines along which it is to be followed through the whole space. But if something of this sort was the case, how would it help me? And he continues, No, my description made sense only if it was to be understood symbolically. I should say, this is how it strikes me. When I follow the rule, I do not choose. I follow the rule blindly. That's the end of section 219 from Philosophical Investigations. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Which I think is is pretty apropos for what we're talking about. Symbolically, um, shapes. I don't think that symbol and shapes are necessarily the same thing. Mm -hmm. But we could consider a shape a symbol and perhaps a symbol could be a shape. Right. Well, and I think don't let me get ahead of perhaps the easiest form of symbols because right, because there is, we're all pointing towards a shape when there is no fixed shape. It's, I think it's one of the strongest cases you could make for like the platonic form of something actually existing because you, even a child, of course they're introduced to very simple concepts, but they know, they know a shape, they know a square. They know a rectangle. rectangle. They, know, they know animals by their shapes. They yes. know people mm-hmm. yeah. by their shape. It's true. You yeah. know, it's, an, an outline of a giraffe is a giraffe. That is right. It's, it's, it's funny you bring it up, uh, Joseph. It's funny you bring it up. I was thinking immediately. Early. Puzzle games I played as a child. Put the shapes through the mm. holes. Mm-hmm. And the heart shape that goes down through the bottom of the, the wood toy. That heart shape is a symbol for a heart, but we all know that our hearts don't look like that. It looks like a piece of flesh. Anatomically correct, yeah. Exactly, okay. yes, yes. So I'm saying, perhaps, the earliest concepts of spatial recognition, finding your way in the world, are only based around patterns and shapes. Yes. It's true. And I think the the heart is a, that's a great example. It really fucking is. I mean, because you think about it, like, like you think about the Grinch diagram, right? Mm -hmm. When you see his heart getting bigger and bigger. I think even as a child, you implicitly know that the heart doesn't exactly look like that. And I wonder what age at which that switches over. But the heart never stops losing its symbolic value, obviously, at which... And it, it's its own shape, almost. If, if I know. can quote freely here and use and you one. And you may. A shot to the heart, but you're too late. You're too blame. You give love the you heart. You give love. love. Oh. Shot to you know, so in Shakespeare's Caesar, there's a, a portion where, you know, some kind of a mystic is giving the, the prophecy to Caesar so he can, you know, kind of tell, like, what's coming up. And the sacrificial animal, they cut him open and they, he says, sir, there's no heart. At the time, the heart was only 
to collect the soul. There was no other reason. Like it's a house for the soul. Sure. So again, anatomically, they would know that it's not the shape that we account for it, but like also didn't know what it was. So it's attributing so much to it. And it's just so much easier to encase it into this symbol that we've done for it. Can I, can I ask a question? Sure, if I have an answer. If the heart is the house of the soul, do we think the eyes, which are ovals, could be the lens to the Now, soul, hang on. The windows of the I don't soul. know if anyone would, in a weird way, would agree with that first part of what you just said. Um, I think if, because like, um, obviously the phrase is that the eyes are the, but if there is one place that the soul is, perhaps it's the brain. Hmm. Although there, I'm sure there's a great deal of dispute here. We are perhaps straying from, but I don't think we are. Of course we're not. You know, because- how could we? If we, we want to please continue. Come back to, you know, the please. initial. We're finding the heart of the matter, the heart of this ooh, podcast. Ooh, ooh. This is the Shapes Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to bring on wonderful people and have them describe to myself, Josh, and to Joe here what a shape looks like. I think some shapes could be self-referential. Particularly with you coming on, and I believe you were going to tell us about the rectangle. rectangle. So, some some shapes could be self-referential. There is perhaps no shape more self-referential than the rectangle. Mm. I'm just saying that I don't really believe that. But except for the other shape, which we will not mention because we're in mixed company. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's not my home. Sorry, There's my headphones cut out. I, don't, I didn't even yeah, hear what you yeah, said. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're not in the same room, by the way. We're over a Zoom uh, recording. But um, so the rectangle. Help me out here, guys. Mm-hmm. Four sides, right? To think about the rectangle is to imagine the square but imbue it with the imperfections of humanity. The rectangle is the right angles of a square, hmm. but with a couple sides that are a little bit longer. We call it the daddy long legs of shapes, the rectangle. Oh, yeah. huh. That's quite interesting. I do think that to take this, the square, the square is almost threatening at how perfect it is. The square is a little bit you know, the square is typically used in more, a more mechanical set. Like, I, and the minute I see a rectangle, I think about a tool mm. or something mm. that is... But at the same time, I don't actually... Okay, here's my main question. Here's my main question. Is the rectangle a comforting shape or not? Let me ask you a question. Yes, please. Have you ever, during the week, a Tuesday or Thursday found yourself wanting to see something on the big screen. Oh God, yes. On that big screen. You go to the cinema. I, oh. uh, to see the latest now, Christopher Nolan film. Now let me, let me follow up this. I could quote Walker Percy in the movie goer. I could point to a number of fantastic films that we all love and enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Is the big screen a rectangle or a square? It depends on the film. If you're seeing the lighthouse, it's a square. If you're thinking of those perspectives, how does that make you feel? If you're seeing, well, cloistered, it makes it's 
Mm. And that actually supports what I was saying before about the square being much more confining and less I'm just saying comforting the most things the we see in the big screen, even if we think back in antiquity before the cinema, and please, the, the silver screen. And we should be thinking back a into play, antiquity. A play, a yes. play. You're in the audience, a play. Is that a rectangle? Is your point of view a rectangle or a square? No, I'll oh. turn it to a rectangle. So uh, when, yeah, I was, when I was younger, you know, they, you would watch a movie on DVD and it would show it in a widescreen feature. Um, my older sister, my older sister would be like, no, I, I want to watch it so it fills up the screen. She's like, I feel like things are getting, she feels like things are getting cut off despite actually seeing more of the film. It, yeah, it's interesting the way that like watching stuff that was shot in a television aspect ratio mm-hmm. made people kind of grow accustomed to that format. Um, like the way that uh, shows had to be cropped to be on TV. But then also, if you watch a lot of old shows that haven't been remastered in widescreen, mm-hmm. there's like, <laughs> like we're watching Degrassi now, Degrassi, whatever. I mean, and this will be referenced many times on this podcast. This is not good. I've never seen second. this, so this is all new to me. Oh, it's incredible. It's, you know what, it, it's that Canadian yeah. high school. So you know yeah, that's what Drake, Drake is. Drake's it's incredible. Robert. I mean, it's so insane. Um, what a, it's a beautiful show. It's actually pretty thoughtful and sweet. Um, but it's also absolutely bonkers, ape shit. Like, like issue of the week, like every single thing you can imagine happening to these high school kids, middle school kids happens to them. But regardless, I totally lost it. The, the ratio, it's, you know, yes. the bars are on the side. It's real close up on the characters' mm-hmm. faces. It's, it's one of those, one of those old, school, like, not old, school, not really, but really old bad. type of shows that are really Yeah, yeah. It, it tends to be somewhat frustrating, but. I mean, I think it actually. Whenever I think of an enclosure, mm. whenever mm. I think of a prison or a school or a desk or a hospital room or a hospital bed, I mean, whatever, like, it's always just a, a rectangle, you know, it's like a warehouse, like, it, there, there is something kind of unforgiving and, and unsentimental about a rectangle as well, like, it's a wooden crate, it's just a box, it's like a box you don't even give a shit about, like, Almost every other thing, like, not every single time, like, you know, a bookcase, for instance, has rectangles, but usually, at least for me, my design sensibility is to imbue something with life and, like, playfulness. Like, even these arches up here, I'm looking around this room, that, that dear reader, you cannot see. Um, curving. To imbue sure. something with life is, and playfulness is to give it curves sometimes, rather than a strict fucking rectangle. I'm, I'm glad you touched on a notion of play... And specifically a notion of playfulness. Um, if you would allow me to pursue this tangent, um, let's let's play a small game. And I don't mean to invoke anything um, that was on the big screen like Saw. But oh, oh, I just oh, want to oh, oh, ask a question. And from your heart of hearts, from your guttural reaction, tell me if what I read here is... Uh, square vibe or a rectangular vibe? Oh, I like this. This is coming from a writer that I adore and admire, Annie Dillard. And Joseph, you may be very familiar with this. It's from the essay Dear Providencia, where she describes a man who was caught on fire and burned not once, but twice. And she has the newspaper clipping right above the place where she combs her hair every morning. This is all context for the passage. 
which we should consider in the situation of rectangularness or squareness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I read the whole clipping every morning. This is the big time here. Every minute of it. Will someone please explain to Alan McDonald in his dignity, to the deer at Providencia in his dignity, what is going on and copy me on it. That's great. The, the clipping, it's, I know logically it's probably a rectangle, but I envision it as a square just because of the threatening oh, aspect. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause I heard clippings, I heard cop, even copying me on it, even though that's more digital, like I mm -hmm. thought of a letter. Mm -hmm. And there was one other thing that she said in there. Oh, even the big time, the big time makes me think of a ticket. It's capital B, oh. big capital yes. T time. This yes. is the big time here. Which is of I course ask, a reference to one of the more legendary what is the big time? thirst curfew recordings. Not, not to self plug here. Dillard was in the past referencing a future record that would come years later. So what's your response to that? I want, square I, rectangle. I want to, I didn't hear an answer from either of you. Oh, I said rectangle. I, I think mine is square because of the threatening nature. Despite I don't, I don't, I don't know rectangle. if I have an answer. I'm, that's, I'm that's just, perfectly I'm just, floating, I'm floating ideas around. Do you have another quote? Absolutely. We're going to turn back to Ludwig von Wittgenstein. If I can say so myself, a very rectangular name. Hmm. Is that because of the Germanic elements? Oh, I think the Vaughn. If it was Ludwig Something about the bump, ba bump, ba bump. It feels like it's bookended. <laughs> you know, there's a front, there's a beginning and an end of that name. Huh. Oh, that's something we should get into is people's names having a shape quality to them. So even beyond the letters the themselves. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um... I think apropos and necessary for some thematic elements to be tied up, but this is number 341, so we skipped ahead from uh, 219. Speech with and without thought is to be compared to playing a piece of music with and without thought. Speech with and without thought is to be compared to playing a piece of music with and without thought. Mm -hmm. So here we have Wittgenstein comparing the outward facing act of speaking, putting what I would like to say is physical language out into the world. With, you know, he's playing on a cliche here. You talk without thinking. Mm -hmm. But then I think, oh, you play without thinking. Mm. I want to see that band. Mm. You are capable of playing without thinking. Mm. That reminds me a lot of what Charles Mingus said about free improv. And I don't know what context this was set in, or even if it's a totally accurate quote, but he says something to the degree of um, talking about people asking him about free jazz specifically. And as, as noisy as his stuff is, it's never free jazz. It's all to totally composed. And he, he compared it to being a heart surgeon. like. If I were to go in, if someone was performing heart surgery on me, I wouldn't want them to just start winging it. And even uh, thinking of that as different approaches to art, and I don't know, I have no idea how this ties back in with, with the square or the rectangle, but it does make me think of the heart, of course, of like the, um, the shape and the method of like making art necessarily, like obviously dictates the, the, the results, but approaching art is either like, 
this methodical exercise that like like a um the the classic way they describe a story is being like this like release of tension mm. or is it just like this expression right the, the, well this, and here's you know. here's my question if Wittgenstein hadn't taken his own life before the beatniks and first thought best thought and Ginsburg and Burroughs and all these people who said it is this heart surgery without thought it is this uh expression and cathartic release of don't edit you know write think about it first thought best mm -hmm. thought do you think that Wittgenstein would like Insane Johnny or people that are making music never learning to read you know he was a genius he was literally a genius um on piano his brother his older brother was more of a genius on piano but he was in world war one and lost his right hand <laughs> and then came back and learned everything he could do with only his left <laughs> and then killed himself as well oh jeez perhaps the the burden of genius <laughs> but i wonder would this who i consider especially philosophical investigations and improvisational genius of language games, of rhetoric, yeah. of thinking about how words are like bricks. So I can't help but weigh- Which these, is a rectangle. I can't help but weigh these two concepts of art, which I associate with the heart, like especially in this free form, like this is your soul. This is a bearing of your soul versus the rectangle, which many of these concepts keep coming back to death. And what shape is a coffin? Not a rectangle. Right, but here's the thing, and this is it's the interesting thing. It's not a rectangle. Thing. Oh, I suppose like, like this is the interesting thing though. One, you have to describe it. If you're going to talk about a shape, you have to describe it. When people, when people oh. spend most of their lives, One, two. that's yeah. true. That's true. It's a form of a rectangle. It feels like like it a, would fit in a, a rectangle. Grave is, a grave is a rectangle. A grave is a rectangle. You could fucking say that. A, a headstone, a fucking rectangle. Although they're curved at the top, they're yeah. curved at the top. Some can be quite ornate, of course. Like this. Um, but so what I was going to say, though, is thinking about expression as being like this confining thing. Of course, a song has to have an ending anyways. A song mm -hmm. has to have a death. Mm -hmm. It has to have a conclusion. And since people are spending most of their times in these boxes anyways, either in work or in their car or in an airplane or on a public transportation. Um, in a way, though, being on a bike, not being in a box. I mean, you're in a line. That's more of a line. We can talk about that on a separate occasion. Yeah, that's a whole that's like shape. a line activity, not really a rectangle in my opinion, being on a bike. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. It also has a lot more to do with- um, Angular momentum. A sh also a shape that we can't really discuss right now. So I think where we're at in the conversation, we brought up a lot of good points. Um, Kyle, can you give us one final description of a rectangle? Yeah. There is one thing I did want to add before oh, yeah. we closed up course, though, which is, um, cause you were talking about these language games and you're talking about like freeform art, the heart, the shape of the heart versus these cues. Mm -hmm. John Zorn, the reason why I played him at the beginning is because people almost satirically would refer to him sometimes as a cubic composer, oh. as someone who composes in these blocks. And I know that, um, what's his name? Our professor that you and I both had. Wittenberg, uh, Wittenberg. Wittenberg, he talked about that as well. Like the kind of pairing of like these improvised musical motifs that are drawing from something that are nevertheless sometimes carefully arranged in these, in these blocks and let segments. Me, let me um, 
I know we have to get to the last third of our segment here. I'd like to thank um, Fizz Energy Drinks for this spot. And also Did you say Fizz like Energy you. Drinks? They're thirsty. You should try Fizz. Fizz Energy. Try Fizz Energy today, and you'll get fizzed. You'll get fizzed up to your eyeballs. Get fizzed. If you don't fizz, get, get fizzed. You'll get your goddamn money back. Visit www.goodfizz.com. So if we think about networks and organizational strategies Mm -hmm. to keep human beings, of course I go to the panopticon, but then I also think about the grid-like structure of what can find people during genocide and what confines people during their life in Chicago. A city built around either rectangles or squares, but a way to be quantified, to be constrained, and to also know which way north and south is. But Wittenberg would also talk about this, the way that cities are organized are awfully similar to the way that Dachau is organized. Wow. Um, it's not um, a, a surprise that Chicago's built on this grid. It's a system to be negotiated. But then again, we think about Boston and the streets mm. are designed off of the meandering of cow paths. So, I mean, to be fair, Chicago was built on a swamp. It was layers of plywood over layers of plywood over eventually hardwood floors. That Which are rectangles. Of course uh, Of course uh, they are. Uh, and there's so much to be said about covering up the swamp with rectangles. You know, which, it's like which, imposing which, shapes which, on think, the shape. Do you think a right angle is in a swamp? swamp? Is in a swamp? No, no. Never. Never. You'd never find a sharp fucking right angle. Much like swamp. linear time is an invention of modernity and cis white men. The rectangle is perhaps the most articulate display. Maybe the piece of plywood is the most meticulous display of conforming an organic confining world. Yeah, yeah. Conforming and confining. But what I want those I want those to be squares? I don't know if I I think I still want the rectangle. You have longevity with the rectangle. It depends. We haven't talked about squares as much, but squares have certain delightful qualities, like the present. <laughs> we're, we're getting into box. That's more cubes, of course, but like you know, boop. Like, oh, look at that! Look at the that! The symmetry of a square is imposing, like an older brother. I almost forgot too. <laughs> perhaps the most obvious rectangle, which is the fucking the black mirror phone, mate. You know, it's like. What if your mom ran on batteries? It's the constant rectangle that we are. We're always staring at at a bad rectangle, you know, or a good rectangle. Obviously, you wake up, you look at the little rectangle, and then you go to work. You know, work at the medium size. Work at the medium fucking size. I just want to rectangle. I just want to relax in front of a big rectangle. Oh god! And then go to bed like a large piece of plywood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to. Oh, look at this! God, it looks great today. That would be great if you just. That was the antidote for screen time. You're like. Timmy, sit in front of the plywood. Uh, Aiden, sit in front of the plywood. And not to use your imagination. There's too many flex. There's shapes within the plywood. Oh, you don't even have to imagine anything. You're like, this is 
this is so amazing. Like, life is infinite in its beauty. Just I staring at this Pull Timmy away. It's getting a little too violent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. He's getting a little too into it. It's hyping sharp. him up. Yeah. It's very sharp. All right. Are you going to read us a quote here, sir? Let's hear it. Some closing thoughts. Here, we're going back to uh, Wittgenstein uh, philosophical investigations. Here it occurs to me that in conversation on aesthetic matters, we use the words, you have to see it like this. This is how it's meant. You have to see it like this. You see where it goes wrong? You have to hear these bars as an introduction. You have to listen out for this key. You must play the phrase like this, which can refer to hearing as well as playing. And then there's a figure. (gasps) It's perspective-based rectangles. Dear reader, if you could only see this rectangle that's in front of us right now. There's a rectangle, there's a rectangle coming right at us. There's a flat aspect that alternates with a three-dimensional one. Listen, we'll post this in the show notes or whatever the fuck whenever we get around to it. Mm -hmm. But for now, I wanted to thank all of our guests here today. Got Kyle Francois of Kyle Francois Goldus. We have uh, the lovely folks at Fizz Energy. Fizz Energy, thank you so much for sponsoring this Get episode. Get your fizz on. Yeah, we have to say that a certain number of times. I'm fizzed I, up right now. I would just like to take time. I, I, more than flattered to be here. When I heard of the concept, I couldn't get soft for days. Oh yeah, same here. Same here. It's the whole reason I had to I had to come tonight. Personally, if I were you guys, I would just get fizzed off. Oh, that that goes a long way towards helping you keep your fizz. Sometimes under I open up my fizz and it gets on my face, and I fizz Ooh. on my face. Yeah, then you just like, what are you gonna do? You got fizz all over your face. I got fizzed out. Uh, music brought by, to you by uh, brought to you by uh, Fizz Energy Drink. Gold Dust and the Safety Don't Council. You know you're not Fizz Energy Absolute Drink. Safety oh. Council and Springboard Neutral Archive. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and we have one other sponsor here today. Cuckhat.com. If you don't have a cuck hat, make sure you go and go to oh, your next. Make sure you get that cuck hat. www.cuckhat.gov. I right, here. Here's another sponsor. My cuck hat. Here's another sponsor today. Try seashells. Get them on the beach.